welcome to the Love Life Church podcast and thank you for checking us out. We love God, love people, and love life, and we hope this message encourages you and inspires you. Here's today's message. I'm fired up. I don't know about you, but God is good. He is faithful, right? He is faithful. And I am so pumped because I love studying his word. I cannot wait to get up here because I am so excited. I've been going over these notes. I've been studying the life of David because we are about to dive into a series that's going to change your world. It's going to change the way you think, the way you see God, the way you see challenges, the way you see giants. Come on, wake up. You better wake up to the word, right? I'm so excited. I've been pumped. I've been studying the life of David. I've been studying the life of David. The other day I was looking for some super glue and I'm going to the drawers because I just need some super glue really quick, right? You know, just a little quick super glue. And guess what I found? I wish I would have brought it out here, but I didn't because I wasn't thinking about it and I didn't think I was going to tell the story. But you know me, I'm about to spill the tea. So, I found this awesome slingshot. I have been studying David. I think I am David. All I got is David, David, David on my mind, right? And as I'm looking for super glue, I find a slingshot. I'm like, yes, this slingshot looks like some kind of tool. It was with Pastor Ian's tools and I'm looking for super glue. I get that thing, I go out to the backyard, and I'm looking for a smooth rock. I also collect rocks for some strange reasons. We've been on a camp, I got a rock. We've been on a hike, I got a rock. We've been on a vacation, I got a rock. So I'm out in the backyard looking for a sweet, smooth rock, just a little one. You know, I don't want to shoot nobody. But your girl got a target. So I stand against the building. I pull back the sling and the, the slide, the blue slide, the one that is, you know, round, you know, enclosed. It's a circle. You know what that looks like? A target. I go up against the building. Boom. Hits the thing. And comes out the slide like ding, 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 boing, boing. You won! I was like, so excited. Pastor is like, what are you doing, Sasha? That is not a toy. Don't play with that. So I put it away. That's probably why I didn't bring it out here. (laughs) I was like, oops. What is this thing then? (laughs) What is that for? (laughs) The spirit of David came upon me. (laughs) I'm just playing jokes, jokes, jokes. But you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm so dramatic, but that is legit what happened. I wish I could have the film because it is like, in my mind, I am David. Goliath, where are you? Blue slide, come on, right? Oh, so I am so excited for this series. I am pumped up because I love, 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 love the story of David. Because let me tell you, 
as a teen, this story completely changed my life. This story of David completely changed the way I saw giants, the way I saw challenges that came upon me that were in my life, that came against my health, that came against my family. This thing changed everything, how I saw things. The, the study of David changed the way I saw God because I saw the way David would run to God. David was a warrior and at the same time he was a poet. David was a warrior at the same time. He at the same time that too. He was a songwriter. He was a musician. He was there worshiping God. And I love Psalms. I love to read it. His highs, his lows, his everything. But what did he do? He trusted in God. He leaned on God. He would tell his soul, listen up soul. Listen up, you're gonna bless the Lord. We're gonna trust in him. And I hope, and my hope is that as we dive into this series, because I don't know how long this series is, as long as we're gonna, hey, as long as Jesus ain't returned, we got time, okay? I need to calm down. I'm like, I'm gonna get everything out right now. Calm down, we got time. We got time. But when am I gonna calm down? Never! Never, right? So that's my hope for you. That's my prayer. That as we dive into this study, that it's going to change the way you see challenges. That it's going to change the way you see God. It's going to change the way you see yourself. That you're going to start to see yourself as a giant killer. You're going to start to see yourself as a mighty warrior in Christ Jesus. Let's go, right? Let the word of God come alive. As you dive and you immerse yourself in the word, let the word of God come alive in your situations. Let the word of God come alive in your relationships. Let the word of God come alive, come on, in your deep, dark fears. Let the word of God come alive in your finances. Let the word of God come alive in your future. We're so worried and stressed out and anxiety, and we got mental health issues on the rise because we have not tapped into what God has promised us, and that is a sound mind well-balanced, good judgment, disciplined mind. We got to rise up, wake up, and grow up in the word, in our knowledge of God, in Jesus Christ, right? So let your heart be open to the word of God so that you too can be a champion and a giant killer that's identifying the giants in your life, right? Identify these giants and take them out, with that slingshot and the word, the word will set you free. Truth sets free. That giant becomes really small when you learn how big God is. That giant becomes nothing when you magnify the Lord and not the problem. That giant, you become big when you realize how big your father God is, right? Yes. Growing up, man, my dad was like, don't mess with my girls. Don't come on my block. Don't come on my street. Don't walk by my house. That's just how my dad rolled. And if you did, I'm telling you, he'd be like, what up, boys? What up? Guys lived on our street, and they went around the block to catch the bus, right? So just because I had a dad like that, when I walked outside, I'm like, what up? 
But you don't know it's your dad's guns, not yours, you know? But you're little, you're like, what up? Let's go. Come for me, you come for my sisters. We're gonna, like, I don't know. You just, you have this attitude. But imagine if you woke up to who your God is, who your father God is, your kingdom kids with kingdom rights. Come on. And then you're like, what up, world? Come on. What up? What up? Not falling for the schemes of the enemy. You're wise to them, right? Let's wake up to what is distracting us, what's tormenting us, and let's slingshot the word. Let's go. Come on. David is a hero of faith. Let me tell you, he was a passionate lover of God. Everything about him was a lover of God, lover of his will. He was a mighty warrior, a giant killer, a songwriter. Come on. A skilled musician, a shepherd boy, the youngest of eight brothers. You think you got it bad. The youngest of eight bros. He was good looking, brave, right? And most importantly, he was a man after God's own heart. He was a man after God's own heart. It doesn't matter what track his life started to get on. The moment he would recognize that he was off track, he would submit. He would surrender. He would change directions. He would repent, right? He gave us the great picture of repentance, and that was change. King Saul would, ah, ah, he would cry, I'm sorry, God, and not change. That's religion, right? Crying, crying, crying. David just changed. David's like, kill that guy who did that. They said, it's you. Oh, me? Whoa, whoa, whoa. We'll change directions. We'll change directions real quick, right? I'm so excited, right? And also, we're going to be reading through these stories because now I know some of you guys don't know the stories. How many of you are ready to get into the stories, right? To get in the stories, we're going to go through the scriptures because there's so much record in the Bible of David's life. So we got a lot to read up on, right? Today, and we're going to look at one record of his life where Goliath challenges Israel in battle and Israel's army was greatly afraid. An army was greatly afraid of a giant, an army, greatly afraid. First Samuel 17, four, a giant nearly 10 feet tall. Y'all, that's a giant. <laughs> like five, four me is like, you know, pretending with heels on, but like 10 feet tall, 10 feet tall, stepped out from the Philistine army line into the open. His name was Goliath from Gath. He had a bronze helmet on his head and was dressed in armor, 126 pounds of it. That's all of me on his back just as his armor. Guys, how much you got away if your armor is 126 pounds? That's a big homeboy, okay? That's a big guy. 126 pounds. He wore bronze shin guards and a bronze sword. His spear was a fence rail. Come for me. This guy, guys, picture this. This is wild. Giant, 126 pounds of armor. His spear is a fence rail. The spear tip alone weighed 15 pounds. That's a big 
going to spear? That's going to go right through somebody. That's going to go through a few people. 15 pounds? You got to have some guns to just be. I don't know, whatever the noise is. Right? And his shield bearer walked ahead of him. He's got all this armor. He's got this spear. And he has an armor bearer in front of him holding more armor. This guy is ready for war. Goliath stood there and called out to the Israelite troops. Why bother your whole army? Am I not a Philistine enough for you? And you're all committed to Saul, aren't you? So pick your best fighter and pit him against me. If he gets the upper hand and kills me, the Philistines will all become your slaves. That's a lie. But if I get the upper hand and kill him, you'll all become our slaves and serve us. I challenge the troops of Israel this day. Give me a man. Let us fight it out together. There he is going out. Let's fight. Come on, intimidating them, belittling them. When Saul, king of Israel, and his troops heard the Philistines' challenge, they're hearing, listening. Faith comes by hearing and hearing. What are they hearing and listening to? They were terrified, and they lost all hope. Now David, he was the son of Jesse the Ephratite. And if I mispronounce something, just give me a little grace and mercy, okay? You try pronouncing all these things. From Bethlehem in Judah. Jesse, the father of eight sons. You know he's like, hey, I got eight. <laughs> how many you got? <laughs> That's how they talked. Like, you know, I'm the father of eight sons. He probably has 20 daughters, but he popped out eight boys. <laughs> The father of eight sons was himself too old to join Saul's army. Jesse's three oldest sons had followed Saul out to war. The names of the three sons who had joined Saul were Eliab, the firstborn, next Abinahab, Abinadad, and the third one, Shamu. All right. David was the youngest son. While the three oldest brothers went to war with Saul, David went back and forth attending to Saul and tending to his father's sheep in Bethlehem. He was a shepherd boy, right, out there in the fields. Each morning and each evening for 40 days. How many days? 40 days. For 40 days, Goliath took his stand and made his speech. Faith comes by hearing and hearing. 40 days, every evening, every morning, Send me out a man. Bring me somebody to fight. What do they do? And they were, they were gripped by fear. They were paralyzed by fear. They were taken captive by fear, by just an empty threat. Anybody been there? Come on, right? One day, Jesse told his son David, take this sack of cracked wheat and these 10 loaves of bread and run them down to your brothers in the camp and take these 10 wedges of cheese because they must have been eating some cheese out there, right? <laughs> to the captain of their division. Check in on your brothers. That's a dad. Send the youngest, you know, not the middle. He just knows the youngest. Go over there, check on your brothers. Tell me that they're still alive and here's some cheese. You come with a gift, right? Make a way. 
So he checks on the brothers, see whether they're getting along all right, and let me know how they're doing. Saul and your brothers and all the Israelites in their war with the Philistines in the Oak Valley. Y'all still with me? Everybody paying attention, right? David was up at the crack of dawn. Yes, dad. Yes, sir. Let me go out there and see how the war is going. He arranged for someone to tend to his flock. He's responsible, taking care of his responsibilities. He took the food and was on his way. And just as Jesse had directed him, he arrived at the camp just as the army was moving into the battle formation. So there they go. They're all ready for battle. They all go out. Out there and what does Goliath do make fun of them right so he's seeing this happen he's seeing this going on he arrived at the camp just in time there for their for their battle formation shouting the war cry Israel and the Philistines moved into position facing each other battle ready David left his bundles of food with the care of this sentry. He's like, here you go. Hold this food. I got to go see the war. I got to go see the battle. He ran to the troops who were deployed, and he greeted his brothers. Hi, guys. You're still alive. I'm so happy to see you. Brought some cheese. Dad said some crackers. You know, we got some stuff ready for you. We got a chicory board, <laughs> one of them things. You know, he's just like, here's some snacks. You guys are good. So while they were talking together, the Philistine champion, Goliath of Gath, stepped out from the lines of the Philistines and he gave his usual challenge. The same thing. David heard him, right? Doesn't say David was gripped by fear. David heard him. Okay, all right, I see you. The Israelites all fled and fell back at the moment they saw the giant totally frightened. He's like, good thing I brought the cheese board. They're falling out. They need some protein. Should have brought some salami sticks. Oh, no. The talk among the troops was fear. Fear. Trembling. Fear. Right? Anybody been there? Giants yelling at you. Giants making fun of you. Giants making fun of the God inside of you. And you, Mufasa. Eat the cheese. Let's go. Fear. The, the talk amongst the troops was fear. Have you, have you ever heard or, or seen anything like this? this? This man, he openly, defiantly challenges Israel. Oh, the man who kills this giant, he's going to have it made. The king will give him a huge reward. He's going to offer his daughter as a bride and give his entire family a tax-free ride. David said, what's up? What's that? David said, let me hear and hear the reward. I don't want to hear and hear fear. Let me hear and hear and hear the reward. David, who was talking to the men, standing around, asked, what's in it for the man who kills this Philistine and gets rid of this ugly blot on the Israel's army, on the Israel's honor? Who does he think he is anyway? This uncircumcised Philistine taunting the armies of the living God. His attitude was different. He saw the giant different because he saw God big. What's the reward? God's a reward of those who diligently seek him. What's that reward? 
What's the reward? Come on. What are you inclining your ear to? What do you have ears to hear? Let's hear the word. Jesus was always saying, have ears to hear. Have ears to hear. Then David again said what everyone was saying about the king would do for the man who killed the Philistine. Eliab, that older brother, right? You know, sometimes you got them naysayers. You think you're changing. You're just like one of us. Stop acting like that. Stop thinking you're too good. I know your heart. You should tell them only God knows the heart. What's it to you? Eliab, David's older brother, heard David talking with the men, and he lost his mind. What are you doing here? Where's the cheese and crackers? Why aren't you minding your own business, tending to that scrawny little flock of sheep? Those two sheep. You and your scrawny little self. Take you and your cheese crackers back home. I know what you're up to. His brother said, you came down here, you came down here to see a battle. David's probably like, what battle? I brought snacks. Dad wanted to make sure you were still alive. Obviously, you are a little chicken butt. He said, you came down here for ringside seats to this bloody battle. David replied, what is wrong with you? What have I done now, right? What have I done now? There's always going to be those critics. There's always going to be that comment. There's always going to be that trash talk, that whatever, that questioning. When you got big dreams because you believe in a big God, there's always going to be the doubters. There's always going to be the questioners. But it doesn't matter. Is there not a cause, right? David said, what have I done now? Is there not a cause? All I did was ask the question. What's the reward? Ignoring his brother, he turned to someone else, asked the same question, and got the same answer. What is the reward? What's the reward? The things David was saying was picked up and reported by E! News, by TMZ, by the gossip column, and went straight to Saul. Right? He reported it to Saul, and Saul sent for him. What? Come here. Come here. Master, said David, don't give up hope. Anybody got a friend like that? Come on, don't give up hope. Let's go. Let's take this giant down. Don't give up hope. I am ready to go and fight this Philistine. Fight. Round one. Fight. That's it, just one round. Let's go. That's, that's David. You guys got to remember this is a kid. This is the kid brother. This is a teen. This is a young gun. This is a youth. He's talking about Let's go. Saul answered David, you cannot go and fight this Philistine. You're too young. David said, too young for what? 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 Too young for what? Broke out in song and harp and everything. Too young for what? He's like thinking, if, I, if this guy's been at it since he was a youth, I am a youth. It's all about what goes on in here, how you see 
you, how you see God, changes how you see the world, changes how you see the problem. Saul answered David, said, you can't go and fight this Philistine. You're too young and inexperienced. And he has been fighting, and he's been in the fighting business. He's been in the boxing ring. He's been in the MMA. He's been at it in this business since before you were born. Like David said, I've been a shepherd. He's already got a new job. He's already the king's uh, son. He's already married the king's daughter. He's already. I used to take care of some sheep, tending, my, the, tending sheep for my father. Let me tell you, whenever a lion, a what? A lion or a bear came and took a lamb from the flock. I'd go after it. How many of you ready to go after the lion? Go after the bear. Taking care of what God already promised you. God already gave you. He said, I'd go after it, knock it down, rescue the lamb. And if it had the guts to turn on me, the lion, guys, the bear, he said, if it had the guts to turn on me, I'd grab it by the throat, wring its neck, and kill it. Lion or bear, it made no difference. Sickness or disease, it made no difference. Poverty, lack, it made no difference. Come on, fear, anxiety, depression, it made no difference. We're going to wring it by the neck. Come on, take it by the throat and be a conqueror, right? And he, I'd grab it by the throat, wring its neck, kill it, lion or bear. It made no difference. I killed it. And I will do the same to this Philistine pig who is taunting the troops of the living God. God who delivered me from the teeth of that lion. And God who delivered me from the claws of the bear. Let me tell you, you cannot be no poser. You cannot be no Instagram Christian when a lion comes after you. When a bear comes after you. You're going to have some experience. What kind of experience? An experience of a God encounter where God is fighting the battles for you. Where God is with you. And it does not matter. You can't be posing. You think you remember a scripture. You better know the scripture for yourself. You better have that scripture inside of you, singing over you, proclaiming the word that God is good. He is able. He will get you through to the other side. Come on, let me tell you. And if you don't know, know Jesus. Know God for yourself. Know him in an intimate way. Don't wait for the lion to come. Oh, what did she say? Some Jesus, 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 Jesus. It's not a magic word, you know. The lion is there. You, you're dead. Jesus, 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 Jesus. You better know Jesus for yourself. Been thrown in the lion's den. Shut the mouth of those lions. Been thrown in the fire. Walking out, not even smelling like smoke. How? Know Jesus for yourself. Know God. Have an intimate relationship with him. You can't be no poser. You cannot be no Instagram poser. Fake, fake, and fake. You so fake and filtered, you believe you look that good. We know you ugly. You know you ugly. That's fake. 
girls be talking about, oh, I remember when I got my hair this color. That was a filter. You never had your hair that color. You took 2,000 photos to get that angle. <sighs> and all the rolls fell out as soon as you caught your breath. Don't be a poser Christian. You don't know the word. <gasps> Because when the lion comes and the bear comes, you better know that God is able and that he is with you. He is for you. And you better put your trust in him. Put your trust in him. Because life is not fair. Life sucks. But God is good. Let me tell you, you know, why do bad things happen? Because we're living in a fallen world. Wise up. Trust in God. He will give you peace that passes understanding. We are studying the life of David, let me tell you. He, one time when I was younger, I was praying, and I just started talking to David, and I was praying. And then I was like, God, are we allowed to talk to other people in heaven? Because I'm sorry if we're not supposed to be doing that. But can you tell David I said... <laughs> I crack myself up because <laughs> I'm like, he's my hero. He's so cool. He just, and then I just started talking to him. And then I was like, are we allowed to do that, God? Can you tell him I said, can you send him a post-it note? You got to admire down here. What's your type? David. <laughs> your girl does have a type. <laughs> They're in the Bible. <laughs> Sorry, fellas. The lion and the bear, come on, show me that you're dead lion. That, that, there we go. Yeah. Come on. He's like, and this, and this Philistine too, God who delivered me from the teeth of the lion and the claws of the bear will deliver me from this Philistine. Saul said, go. <laughs> Saul's like, go, bro, go. And, and God help you. <laughs> you know, you're God. Let him help you, right? Then Saul outfitted him with the soldier's army, uh, the soldier's armor. Right? Remember, he's a boy. He's putting all this armor on him. He put his bronze helmet on his head. He belted a sword on him over that armor. David tried to walk. He could hardly budge. David told Saul, I cannot even with this. I can't move. I can't do anything. And I'm not used to this. Take it off. I'm not used to this fake posing. I'm used to a real relationship with God for myself. I don't need to fake it. I don't need to pose it. I don't need to put this armor on. No, I trust God. I trust in him alone. Then David took his shepherd's staff. He took five smooth stones with him from the brook. He put them in his pocket of his shepherd's pack. And with his sling in his hand, he approached Goliath. How many are ready to approach those giants in your life? Come on. As the Philistine paced back and forth, his shield bearer in front of him, he noticed the little tiny puny thing. Goliath's like, a boy? You sent a mere boy apple cheeked and peach fuzz? He even got a full beard yet. A boy? This Philistine ridiculed David. Am I a dog that you come at me with a stick? He cursed him by his gods. 
Come on, said the Philistine. I'm about to make you roadkill for the buzzards. I'm going to turn you into a tasty morsel for the field mice. David answered him. Ooh, you think you got good trash talk? You scared everybody else? I'm not scared of you. I'm not scared of your trash talk. I'm not scared of the doctor's report. I'm not scared of that manipulation. I'm not scared about what's happening in this world. I'm not scared of gas prices. I'm not scared of losing my job. I'm not scared. I'm not scared. Come on. David answered, you Come at me with a sword and a spear and a battle axe. I come at you in the name of the God of the angel armies, the God of Israel's troops, who you cursed and you mocked. He said, I'm scared for you. This very day, God is handing you over to me. I'm about to kill you. I'm about to cut your head off. Remember, he don't even got a sword. He's seen by faith. He already knows what's going to happen. He's about to kill him, cut his head off with his own sword. He said, I'm about to cut off your head and serve up your body and the body of your Philistine buddies behind you to the crows and the coyotes. The whole earth will know that there's an extraordinary God in Israel. And everyone gathered here will learn that God doesn't save by the sword and the spear because the battle belongs to God. He is handing you over on a platter. Like that cheese platter, he's about to hand you over to me, right? That ticked off the Philistine, and he started towards David. Right, here he comes. David took off to the front line. David's like, let's go! He's so excited. Imagine. He's little. He even said this puny little thing. God's about to hit. This is me in my dreams. Like, He's running towards the Philistine. David reached into his pocket for a stone, slung it, hit the Philistine hard in the forehead, embedding the stone deeply. The Philistine crashed, boom, face down into the dirt. That's how David beat the Philistine. With a sling and a stone, he hit him and killed him. There was no sword in David's hand. Then David ran up to Goliath, the Philistine, stood over him, pulled out the giant's own sword. Imagine if this guy's 10 feet tall, how big is his sword? If the spear of the sword was 15 pounds, David's pulling out the sword. From its sling, he finished the job, cut off his head. When the Philistines saw that their giant champion, all the Philistines, right, all the ones behind him, they saw that their great champion was dead, they scattered. They ran for their lives. What, what happened to will be your slaves? Liars. Ran. They ran. This, this is David. Let me introduce you to my friend David. This is David, guys, a man after God's own heart. Come on, a passionate lover of God, a mighty warrior, giant killer, songwriter, musician, good-looking, brave young man. This is David, right? What a savage youth for God. Is there not a cause? 
youth rising up. Is there not a cause? Is there not a cause, right? He looked at that giant. He looked at the doubters, and he's like, is there not a cause? Is there not a cause? Come on, somebody better do it. From beginning to end, there is so much nuggets of wisdom in this story, in all the stories of the life of David. He's a mighty warrior, giant killer. Do we got any mighty warriors, giant killers in this building today? Come on, y'all ready? We're going to discover who we truly are. We got any lovers of God in the building tonight, right? We got any praise and worshipers? I mean, musicians, singers. Wow, my voice is beautiful in the years of God. <laughs> right? Yes, that's us. We have anybody who's got giants in their life today, ridiculing you, tormenting you, belittling you, belittling the God in you, right? We got to wise up. We got to grow up. How many are ready to grow up? Commit to grow up in understanding, grow in knowledge of God and Jesus Christ, right? And discover who we truly are in Christ Jesus. We are more than conquerors. Paul said in Romans 8:37. Yet in all these things we are more than conquerors and gain an overwhelming victory through him who loved us so much that he died for us. For I am convinced, are you? For I am convinced, because let me tell you, David was, and continue to be convinced beyond any doubt that neither death, nor life, nor angels, angels, nor principalities, nor COVID, nor things present, nor things threatening, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor any created thing will be able to separate us from the unlimited love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Giants are revealers. Giants, they're uncovers of what we really believe in ourselves. Giants are there. They're, what do you believe? What you believe in yourself, what we believe in God, what we believe in his word, what we believe in his power, what we believe in his love, his son, his Holy Spirit. Goliath was challenging the Israelites for 40 days every morning Every night, he was intimidating them with empty threats and empty promises. Intimidating, intimidating, intimidating. Forty days, they kept hearing and hearing the threats. They kept hearing and hearing, right, shouting, why do you even come out here? Why do you even draw, draw, draw out for battle? You know you're not going to fight me. I know you're not going to fight me because you're weak, scaredy cats. They kept hearing and hearing. 40 days, right? Imagine getting battle ready and you go out there. It's getting bigger and bigger. You're getting scareder and scareder, right? He's like, send me your best warrior who is able to fight me. And, and if he kills me, we will be your servants. And, but if you prevail against me, or no, yeah, if he kills me, we'll be your servants. But if I kill him, you'll be ours. There he is. That's a lie telling lies. And when David does kill him, we saw they all ran. They all ran. They didn't submit as servants. And that's exactly what giants do in our lives. That's exactly what they do. What do they do? They try to intimidate you with fear, worry, and anxiety. Anybody worrying about the problem, worrying about the problem, worrying about the problem, going over it again and again and again, and it's mocking you and mocking you and making fun of you, and it's getting bigger. That giant went from four feet to five feet to ten feet to a million trillion feet tall. 
right? False threats, false lies, intimidating, promising. The, the, the giant says, if you surrender to me, all your fear and anxiety will go away. That's a lie. The more you think about it, the more fear you get in. And the things Job feared the most came upon him. Stop fearing. Stop self-prophesying these, these negative things into existence. Stop, right? No, that's a lie. That's a lie. It's a ploy and it's a scheme of the enemy. Do not be ignorant of his devices. We got to be wise. The devil is a liar. He's a coward and he's defeated already. All he can do is lie. Don't fall for the lies. Don't fall for the lies of Goliath, right? Because it's so empowering to know that your enemy is already defeated. It is so empowering to know that the battle is the Lord's and he already won at the cross. Jesus defeated. Paul said in 2 Timothy 1.7, For God did not give us a spirit of fear or cowardice, but he has given us a spirit of power, love, and sound judgment, personal disciplines, abilities that result in a calm, well-balanced mind, and self-control. David heard what Goliath said. But David didn't listen to what Goliath said. There's a difference. David chose to trust God. David chose a sound, well-balanced mind. David chose to hear and hear and hear the reward. And the, the army and Saul chose to hear and hear and hear Goliath. Right? When Saul and the Israelites heard, the Philistines said they were gripped with fear. They were paralyzed by fear. And let me tell you and let me empower you, you choose what you want to hear. You choose what you want to hear. You want to hear fear or you want to hear victory? You want to hear victory or you want to hear victim? Do you want to hear anxiety or you want to hear opportunity? This is an opportunity for God to show himself strong on my behalf. This is an opportunity. What are you going to think about? What are you going to listen to? The giant or the reward, right? The battle is in the mind. And how you see the battle is the biggest battle. It's all happening right here. Two people can go through the same thing and have totally different outcomes because it's how they saw it. It's how they saw the giant. Come on, do you see this as an opportunity for God to show himself big on your behalf? Can you trust him? We're just getting started, guys. We are just getting started into the life of David. Y'all receiving something? You guys excited about this journey? Amen, amen, amen. I hope you guys receive something tonight. Woo, I am so pumped, so excited. I love you guys. Have a great night, and we will see you all on Sunday. Thanks again for listening. To hear more encouraging messages just like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. If you loved what you received, please consider rating it and sharing it with your friends and family. For more information about Love Life and getting connected with us, go to lovelife.church. We love you and are believing God's best for you. Thank you.